Welcome to another episode of the Dakota Resource Council podcast, where we are going to get right into it this week. As you all know, we have a new affiliate that joined us here this year. It's Clean out of Fargo. Uh, good folks out in Fargo, and they had a nice group, and uh, or have a nice group, and uh, they became an, a DRC affiliate. And man, they are active. And this week, they had their first annual meeting of the DRC affiliate. And uh, we have Ed here and Paul. Ed is the chair of Clean, as you remember in a previous podcast. Ed, first of all, how you doing out there in Fargo? We're very wet and very happy. We're just like ducks. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's you know, I don't even think it rained that much in between the last time I talked to you and, and now. So uh, seeing moisture in the state is good. I just kind of wish we had it in that, you know, July period. But but uh, that all has to do with climate. And um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll deal with that uh, on a later later date. But first, we, we do want to talk about the first annual meeting. You had your first meeting trying to get some new members along with active, current active members. So uh, Ed, how did that first meeting go this year? Well, as you know, we, uh, we have never had an annual meeting before. Normally we have conducted ourselves as just a group of friends who had like interests and we met and uh, we kind of shunned the formality part of being in a group. Many of us had wasn't, were involved in other uh, environmental organizations in the past and maybe we got a little burned out, which is easy to do in, in North Dakota. Yeah, yes. A lot of times you feel like you're, you know, bumping your head against the wall all the time. So uh, we decided that we would just form a new group and forego some of the national or even statewide things to try to focus on what we could actually accomplish in the Fargo-Moorhead, West Fargo, Cass and Clay counties communities. And so that's what we, we focused on. And that, that's worked really well for us. Our, our main uh, thing is education. We, we felt that there's a lot of people in the state that get flooded with pro-carbon business information, you know, ads on TV every night, uh, energy from clean coal technology and that type of thing. So we thought we had to present uh, more of the factual basis for why we uh, need to move into a non-carbon environment. So we did that uh, for several years now. And um, now uh, during the last legislative session, we had bills introduced in, in, uh, for us from into the uh, legislature trying to ba basically get uh, a, a net metering bill. And we started working with uh, DRC. Scott Skokos was very helpful and he monitored the bills out there and we tried to divide and conquer. Instead of divide and conquer, we decided we'd try to focus uh, out of our energies from different groups on legislation that during the session. And uh, we found out that we really need to have somebody with hands-on right there in Bismarck during the session and uh, during the interim, the, the, even the year off, because those interim committees are where a lot of the bills and legislation is, are formed. Uh, you may know, I remember I was in the House for eight years from 2008 to 14, and I, I, I was on the Industry, Business and Labor Committee. And most of the big bills that came through there related to oil and coal have, were already laid out and decided and presented to the interim committees. And most of the legwork and everything was done, but it was all done by the industry. Mm -hmm. Industry has, has driven everything in the state. And there's little groups around that 
you know, the uh, other environmental groups that try to, uh, when something comes up that affects them, they try to affect legislation. So we decided that uh, by working with DRC, we might be better off. And we started forming a kind of a coalition. Uh, it was just kind of an impromptu thing, but we, we liked the way the direction went and, and that there were people there talking to legislators, you know, all the time. Because, you know, living out here where we do, we don't have much of an If we have to be four hours away when a bill comes due, especially in the winter, it's very difficult sometimes to get in there to present, you know, the opposing side. Yeah. So that drove us. And uh, now we've been working with uh, DRC on a regular basis, decided we become an affiliate. But the annual meeting, I think we had 30 to 35, something like that there. We had a few legislators that came supported us. We raised some funds. We, we had some live entertainment That's awesome. and, uh, uh, you know, we had a nice cookout and, and everybody thought they had a good time. So I think it went well. That's awesome. Cause, uh, entertainment wise, I was getting ready to get my one man band set, but Scott put a veto on that. So, so you're, you're, you could be lucky or you could be sad that you missed my, I mean, I had the, you know, tambourine guitar strings attached to drums that's my whole gig i you know no i'm just kidding yeah apparently he apparently he had heard you sing prior yeah no i actually i think he just takes one look at me and knows that i have no musical talent so uh <laughs> but uh, who was the musical talent there at, at the uh at the meeting well uh we had an abbreviated group called you know Merrill pepcorn calls his group the radio all-stars oh yeah so, and, and him and his buddy, Loy Larson, who is the best fiddler in the state of North Dakota, came in and played uh, for an hour, kind of a, just a dinner music for us while we ate and stuff like that. And they sing and play some pretty good music. And uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. They're, they're fun to watch. That's good. And I also got a report from Scott that, that he uh, had to take control of the grill for a while. And if you wanted well-done hamburgers, he was your man. So uh, I, I was trying to teach him on text what to do on grilling, but I, I, I think basically what he said, he was, he was serving up hockey pucks there. So hopefully his grilling didn't scare any uh, new members away, but that's impressive for a first annual meeting and, and, and getting some new people. And um, yeah, it's, it's just nice to be outside with uh, like-minded individuals. So that's great news. And I know we've got other events coming up too. And, and Paul, I, I might head on all over to you now. Do you want to talk about some of the upcoming events that Lean has? I can, I can talk about that, but I also just wanted to put into perspective uh, the uh, overlaps that we have between the two organizations, the reason why we are doing this uh, with DRC. And uh, when you look at these nine planetary boundaries that I'm just sharing with you right now, that the um, uh, IPCC has uh, developed, then you will see that, that DRC and uh, our organization are overlapping quite well in the subjects areas. And um, so that, that's the whole reason and motivation for doing this uh, collaboration, as you can see. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, it makes sense to go forward together, and also for DRC to be some become some form of a clearinghouse for uh, environmental groups in the state of North Dakota, so we can actually coordinate our effort. What uh, what Ed just brought up here about the interim uh, the interim uh, legislative sessions, uh, where they decide many things, uh, and there and where only the industry lobby or organizations are represented. Well, 
if we had a little bit of coordination among us, uh, there are plenty of environmental groups that could help each other out and actually be present uh, or make their opinion be heard. So we are not just having one organization that has to do all the work, but we actually have the opportunity to choose or to to ask for help from colleagues in in in, um, in uh, groups that have synergy with us. Mm -hmm. So so I th I'm very much interested in developing such a uh, a forum, such a clearinghouse where we can actually. Uh, exchange ideas and collaborate and uh, get you know put our resources together because just on our own it's difficult as what Ed pointed out it we're very happy that we have the opportunity to work as an affiliate of DRC and that DRC can help us out uh, but it's an absolute necessity because uh, m many groups just do not have that extra capacity uh, available to them but um, just to talk about upcoming events, um, yeah, the, Ed Gruchella and I have been invited to present at the uh, city committee in Fargo, the Committee for Sustainability. They're having a meeting here the 1st of uh, September. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, the various areas uh, of, of um, should say, a areas that are related to these nine sustainability, uh, 17 sustainability goals of the IPCC, and how some of them are impact impacting or having an impact on the city of Fargo. And the idea is that we will be uh, helping them understand uh, a, a method by which they can approach most of these environmental issues that we are facing here in our state and specifically in our region. So that's happening on the 1st of September and we look forward to being there. That's great and I'm glad that you're uh, you know presenting you know all your information in, in, in front of a, a voice that basically decides what goes on in your city your area so that's that's awesome. Yeah we look forward to that we've tried on a number of occasions and we have had some support from the city of Fargo um, in the past, and we're very happy to have been invited to participate in this next meeting. Well, and then uh, another thing too, I, I think you do, you know, part of uh, talking about things, you're also gonna be doing some showing off though. Aren't we having a, an electric car show coming up sometime in the next month? Yes. Uh well, we're working with a dealer in Minneapolis to bring out a couple of the newer Teslas, and they do that type of thing, but uh, that's still up in the air. Okay. Uh, September 4th, we uh, the Red River Market is a big market in downtown Broadway, Fargo. Yep. And we will have a table there again, and uh, we will, you know, we, we meet people, we have a clean booth, and we pass out brochures and talk to people. We'll have some solar panels there and some other things for people to look at when they come by and We've had really good participation in that. We did that last year also. That's fantastic. Yeah, and and, and there's one thing I, I'm really keeping my fingers crossed on, you know, the, the whole Tesla deal, because I, I, I just saw an article the other day and it was just pictures of the uh, new electric Ford F-150 that they have out. And if there's one thing that I like is, is pickup trucks, but they aren't yeah. the most friendly thing but uh this this has what i need for camping because instead of an engine in the front it was just another storage area and traveling with three kids and camping 
and plus saving you know the environment it, it's a great deal so i'm, I'm really getting into uh the uh, whole idea of uh, electric vehicles and how they're just making so many improvements year by year and uh hopefully we start seeing more of those and and you know charging mm -hmm. stations that you guys have worked on too that are in the fargo area they claim that f-150 is the game changer as far as pickup trucks in this country that's the biggest selling truck in the united states right now mm -hmm. and since well, tesla has announced the cyber truck all the rest of the companies are chasing it and uh, trying to you know gather their share of the market so it's really driven the speed rapid speed of producing pickup trucks and, and carrier vans and that type of thing in the electric market so yeah it's a it, there's a it's a big it's a big deal that f-150 is a big deal that is that is yeah i can also just add that over the before the end of year 2022 there will be 40 new electric vehicles offered on the u.s market oh wow Full zero yeah and by the way, when we talk about trucks, well, there's uh, Rivian. Rivian is coming out with one. Lordstown Motors is coming out with a pickup as well. And as uh, Ed said, um, you know, they all want to try and see if they can take a piece of the action here. Uh, F-150 is coming out by the end of this year, I believe. Uh, it will be made available public. but. Wow. Uh, I would expect the production is sold out of that. Well, I, I'm just getting excited because on another video I saw was uh, a test a semi truck. I think they're taking it across the country mm -hmm. with a load. Um, testing it out. The way it took off, man, I I couldn't believe it. So I it definitely made me happy to see it and to see all the just the evolution from when they first tried messing around with electric cars to to now and it. It does make you excited and happy, and, and, and I was, like Ed said, F-150s have been the uh, best-selling truck in America, and for them to take a lead on that and to do something, it is going to kick everyone else in gear, because everyone wants to be that first one to do it, mm -hmm. and Ford is jumping right out there. So it is yeah. definitely exciting, and I'm just hoping that in five years that I can bring my electric pickup out to the fifth annual clean car show, if there is one. <laughs> Yeah, well, we do have a problem, of course, here in North Dakota, uh, namely that the electrons are generated from uh, heavy CO2-emitting yeah. power plants. Yes. And uh, so, so when you drive electric, I mean, you don't have a clean conscience. Yeah. Unless exactly. unless you are buying 100% renewable energy, and some places you can do it, like in the city of Moorhead, uh, just across the border. Now they have 100% electric, uh, clean electric uh, service there. Uh, the Excel Energy Company has a high percentage of their energy from renewable energies, and you can, for an extra fee, you can buy electrons or the certificates that proves that you have bought them. Uh, so you can go in certain parts of Fargo, you can go 100% clean if you like. But then there are others like the cooperatives, the MDUs uh, uh, that are that are producing uh, electric power from lignite, and they see this as a great opportunity for them to produce even more from lignite. Uh, but that's not the direction we want to go. So as a result, there some people have come up with a genius idea to carbon sequestration, uh, put it in pipelines or underground. Uh, but if it's in pipeline, it's supposed to go up to the Wilson Basin and used to be used to pressure out more gas and oil than that we don't need or don't want. 
So uh, we have uh, problems ahead of us uh, in North Dakota. I certainly understand their perspective 100%. I mean, they put their money into the, to the facilities. They want to have a return. But uh, I don't think that <laughs> as, we are, as we are facing the whole world in flames, uh, as we've seen this summer, um, climate change is going to be far more costly than to simply just stop the uh, consumption of carbon-based fuels. Yeah, and considering so, that, that bigger banks now are no longer like loaning money to coal because they don't see a future in it, that, that, yeah. should, that should have been the very first, you know, kind of like, I got you moment, like maybe we should move on to something else, but yeah, we're but still working know, on it. <laughs> but if you have billions of dollars invested in, in, in your production, um, somebody, you know, you, you served as, as a provider of electric energy for communities for more than a hundred years, right? So um, I just wanted to get back a little bit to electric vehicles. The other night at our annual meeting, the uh, group presented me with a, a really nice gift. They gave me the first cyber truck, the Tesla cyber truck that's been in brought into the state so far. Yeah. Maybe oh, you can look see at it that. Yes. Huh? Yes, I remember seeing that the real model on TV. That's awesome. That's the first one in North Dakota. Wow. So uh, I've taken it out for a couple of spins and it's really, really fun. Well, now that you publicize that you have that, that first one in North Dakota right now, I'd lock that thing in a safe. <laughs> or hide it in your sandbox outside. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I um, mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to everything. I mean, when, when I first heard about Clean, you know, possibly joining DRC, I, I went and checked out the website and and it is definitely a voice that needs to be heard, um, not only in the Red River Valley, but but across the state as well. And uh, listening to you all speak and talk about you know, clean energy and taking care of where we live, it's it's been refreshing. And um, quite honestly, I can't wait until we just keep on keep on making the voices stronger and, and making some positive changes around here. Yeah, <clears throat> if I may just add in here that it's. I understand that for many people, it's very difficult to get their their hands around this whole aspect of climate change and and um, what the problems we're dealing with. And and so, what we would really like to do is to um, to talk more about these 17 sustainability goals and uh, focus on some of them, uh, being uh, poverty and climate action. Uh, for us, it's climate action, right? Um, that's what we want to. Uh, at address, but it, climate action is just one of of seventeen other sustainability goals, right? We have our hands full as humanity. We got our hands full uh, to um, to uh, clean up the mess, and uh, our section is climate action, and that's where we're working, and that's what we want to try and uh, and improve the situation for. Well, we got anything else on the agenda, fellas? I think that yeah. should do it for this time. Thank you a lot for doing this. Thank you for being a part of DRC. I've I've enjoyed everything that's come through uh, with Clean and and all the uh, ideas and the events and everything. And I'm still working on getting my way out there. I want to meet you guys in person and and attend a couple of these events. And mm -hmm. it just it's just made me a happier person that we have someone like Clean on. So um, I I do kind of like the step that we're taking though. We're getting a little more voiceful with with coal 
I'm just, I'm happy you are here, and I'm happy that uh, we have very active members in the Red River Valley uh, working to make make this a better place, which is which is our job, in my mind, is uh, making it a healthier environment and, and life better for the people around us. Well, our group is made up of entirely of volunteers. And, uh, you know, that, that's a strong thing statement to say when, when you go to Bismarck to testify or we go down to the city of Fargo and say we're a group of volunteers. Uh, we're just citizens who are working on some, what we feel really important issues. And that carries a lot of water. I remember sitting in committee meetings when somebody would come in on their own dime and then you know try to convince a committee or the legislature to pass a bill. That makes a lot of difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the people that would come in there that are paid lobbyists, uh, pretty soon, you know, they, they, they bend people's ear and buy drinks and buy to do this and all that and give campaign money. But you can't beat that citizen involvement. And that's why we started with the citizens. Uh, citizens is, is the first letter in our uh, group. Yep. And, and that is very important, and especially that, you know, you are citizens. And when you're talking about lobbyists, a lot of these people are even out of state. And, and that's right. where you get someone from, you know, a, a green state of uh, California or New York or whatever. That's uh, their first objection right away. Well, you don't even live here. You're from so-and-so. Right. Like, well, here's a group that live right in Fargo and they are not getting paid and they are here. So yeah. that makes it better. And I, I thank you all for all of your activism and and just basically wanting, wanting a, a much better environment around us and a, a good future for my little ones will be taking over in about 20 30 years or so so thanks again uh, yeah no thank you guys i appreciate it